What's up, Cruz? What's up, Dan? How's your day? It was good. Uh, just hung out at home, obviously. Watched. Uh, I watched Greg Laurie's Easter or Sunday service for Easter. Okay. <clears throat> um, I worked out with whatever little equipment I have. Um, that was pretty much it. Didn't really do anything. Cool, cool. I, yeah, I got but, to work out twice today, so that was pretty good. Oh, cool. What'd you hit? Uh, everything. A little bit of everything. Uh, okay, yeah, that's what I did. <sighs> I did. I, I did some a... like high tempo stuff, so I was like really tired. Oh yeah, there you go. I don't know why, but it's weird. Some of the like the weights I have, it wasn't really as much as I normally work out with. Not like not even close, but it felt it felt heavier for whatever reason. I don't know. Maybe just because. I'm using different muscles or something. I really don't yeah, know. That was I mean, weird. Sometimes it's it's what you eat, how you yeah. sleep. You know what I mean? There, yeah. Sometimes, like one night when I hit two twenty five, uh, mm-hmm. bench, uh, like a week or two ago, like as actually like three weeks ago, like two oh five felt like it felt pretty good. And then yeah. When I did the two twenty five, I was like, oh man, this is crazy. And then like. A week later, I hit 205 again. I'm like, man, this feels mm-hmm. heavy. Yeah, yeah, you get those sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, I was really sore too. Not obviously today, but last week I worked out. I couldn't work out again for like three or four more days afterwards. And today I finally felt good enough to be able to train again. <clears throat> Dude, I hate so that. I don't know. I hope my, my weights come in, man. I'm just, it's been almost a month now. <sighs> Still waiting. Them? Is there a way to track? No, them? not yet. They they said you can't. They can't track them uh, until they ship. Uh, originally, they said there was a three to seven business day delay with their uh, products because they have had such a influx of orders with everybody staying at home and trying to order stuff online. Oh, I'm sure. But then they increased it to seven to fifteen business days. So this will be the third week, Crazy. and then. Uh, yeah, and so then uh, I don't know what the transit time will be between when it ships and when it uh, arrives. Who'd you? So uh, I don't know. Who'd you order them through? Uh, Vulcan Strength. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, they I was trying to go to Rogue. Oh but yeah, Rogue. They were pulled out of everything. They Not actually, that. well, the website I bought them from, the weights that I have right now, and then Rogue. That weekend, I was trying to buy them. They had both shut their websites down for for twenty four hours to wow. catch up. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, great!" And what kept happening too is when they restocked. So they had different colors. They have like the multicolor, and they right. had like spackle colored, and they had the flat black. And I had ordered the I forget which ones. There was the it was the cheapest ones, right. and. Uh, I loaded them into my cart and I was getting ready to check out and then it wouldn't let me check out because they were out of stock by the time I had tried to buy them. So I had to go back and 
find some other ones. Yeah, it was, it was a hassle, dude. It was, I was like, oh man, I hope I can get them, but I made it. So, what were you saying? Um, I guess they're uh, going on right now because everybody's home, you know, everyone's yeah. selling their used weights. Oh, okay. Like, you know, garage used, uh, garage sale weights, you know, whatever. Like mm-hmm. for for almost double what you can buy weights brand new for right now. Yeah, I saw some of that. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so like used weights, depending on if they're bumper plates or cast iron, steel. Yeah. Um, you it you can charge with like between a dollar to like a dollar twenty for used per pound. Yeah. But then brand new weights, it's like closer to. Uh, like two dollars and twenty five cents, two dollars and fifty cents. Yeah. Because I bought, I bought like uh, how much did I buy? Like five hundred and twenty five pounds of weights, something like that. And it was about eight, like eight seventy total. Hmm. Yeah, it was expensive. And uh, real life, bro, you could drop money yeah, like that. exactly. Not yeah. it. Well, the way I see it, I'll buy it now. It should last decades because I'm going to be the only one using it. So oh, yeah, 100%. It shouldn't, it shouldn't uh, wear down too much. Yeah. But I'm probably going to – I bought a rack. Uh, I'm, I'm going to probably buy a different one and sell this one. I just wanted to buy it for the interim because I, I couldn't – the one I really wanted was constantly sold out. Like it will say, oh, we're restocked. And then as soon as I get there, what kind did you sold want? out. Uh, I wanted the one from Rogue Fitness. It was this basic one. I forget what it's called, like the model number. Yeah. But it was just a real simple um, squat rack, and then you could bench on it. It had a pull-up bar. And then what I liked about it is that you can put um, a dip, uh, I guess, uh, rack on there so you could do, like, chest dips. Okay. The one I have right now, you can do that, but I just the, – the Rogue one's more um, – my style, I guess. I don't know. Just, I'll, I'll, I just wanted to get the rope. And that's the one I really wanted. I'll send you a picture of the one that I have. I still haven't put it together yet. Okay. Um, Where'd you buy it from? Um, it's by, I bought it on Amazon, but it's by, um, like Cap Bell or something like that. Okay. But, uh, it's very similar to the rogue one that you're talking about. Okay. And then, if anything, we'll just we could just we could trade if you if that's something you want to do. Okay, I'll see. Because the the rogue <laughs> one I wanted for a specific reason because they have a a whole bunch of they had like different attachments that were only going to fit the rogue uh, rack, I yeah. guess. They have certain specs, and then the metals gauged differently too, yeah. and their hole placement. But we'll see. We'll see. I'll probably use this one for a few months or so when all this stuff passes over and yeah, more of a availability with equipment. Yeah. I'll send you a picture. And I think, um, I think uh, this one also had the capability of putting other attachments on. Okay. All right. Yeah. I just, it's a huge, huge uh, convenience having a garage gym. Heck yeah, man. Even, I can go to the gym on base. I just, it's way easier. I can just roll into my garage and that's that, you know? Right, <laughs> right. And then plus, I don't know if I told you, but I bought a, a prowler where it's like a, basically a sled where you could put weights on it yeah. and push it. Yeah. I'll probably use that at United Park to do cardio and stuff. <clears throat> That'd be cool. 
Yeah. It's because it's low, it's low impact cardio. Cause I'm not really a big fan of running cause my knees hurt after my back hurts and all that. But, uh, with the prowler, you're pushing a lot of weight Yeah, and yeah. it's not really slamming your, your knees or your back too much. So it's, right. uh, and plus, man, I've, I put like, like 250 pounds on that thing. And I pushed it, I think, what was it? Like 40 yards, 10 times within 15 minutes or something like that. And man, that was, well, that's pretty good. I almost threw up. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'm going to start adding some, yeah. uh, cardio type stuff to my workouts. I think this week, if not this week, the next week, like jump rope and stuff like that. Sprints. Okay. Yeah. Jump rope's pretty good. That's another low impact type. Yeah. Uh, exercise. That one will actually, it'll, it'll, uh, make your shoulders look shredded, man. Especially if you get the yeah. weighted jump ropes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mine's not weighted, but I, I used to have one when I did boxing. That thing was, that thing, it made my, how, how much do they, uh, how much do they weigh? Like, like two pounds or uh i don't even think that much okay i, think, I was gonna say it can't be very heavy yeah, obviously i think they're closer like to around a pound okay but yeah i'm sure after like two minutes or so your arms are probably burning well, yeah, we, um, when i was training i would do 10 rounds of that 10 to mm-hmm. rounds with uh one minute rest and then oh man and then three minutes on the bag with one minute rest after. Okay. It was it was Man. good. My, I was shredded after that, but I only weighed like a buck fifty. Okay. Yeah, right now I don't even. What do I weigh? Like one ninety right now. You're at one ninety. Yeah. Dang. Why is it like? Do I not look it or? Uh, like if you would have said, like all like closer to one eighty. Okay. I believe you, because you know ten pounds of yeah. muscles uh, is is pretty big. Um, yeah, I just weighed myself today. Nice. <clears throat> I'm all, I'm only at uh, one sixty five. Okay. Yeah. So you look like you weigh more. Yeah, it's my. It's kind of. I have, a, I have a prison body right now. That's why I got the the squat rack. So I could start beefing up my legs to match my upper body, but okay. right now I just got chicken legs. <laughs> yeah, that's my main concern. Like I'm more worried about my legs than my upper body because upper body's for me personally, it's easier to build up muscle from what I can tell. Yeah, and much more quicker than the legs. Like legs, it's just it's a constant grind. I gotta earn every pound of strength I get. I don't know what it is, but. It's just harder for me on the squat than anything else. Yeah. Well, when, when I was trying to squat heavy, I never did did deadlifts at all, so I could feel it like. Okay. When I got to like, like two two oh five, I could feel it in my lower back. That my, okay, my yeah. lower back wasn't handling that weight. Enough. Okay. You know. So now I started doing more deadlifts kind of prepping to start squatting again okay are you lifting uh every day or like two days and then a rest or uh i tried to go every other day unless okay unless i didn't so if i didn't have that good of a workout the day before then i'll hit it mm-hmm. again 
but like different types of workout still lifting but different okay. different muscles and stuff like that the, the next day i got you <clears throat> but if i hit it real hard then i'll go two days um and then sometimes life just gets in the way you know and then you go uh, yeah yeah a couple I hear you. days but but generally i like doing um every other day okay yeah i usually go three times a week but mine is I do push, pull, and then legs and core. So it's basically a full body workout every time. So I just stick to like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. And plus it makes it easier on the schedule as far as flexibility. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. have to go every day or whatever. Yeah, I, I like uh, – I, I don't know, man. I feel like if I just come out the gym – I used to do it that way where I'd come out the gym just like doing chest. Mm-hmm. you know and i and i feel okay but there's just something about like your arms hurting and your shoulders and your chest and your leg you know just everything yeah. everything hurting when you're walking out yeah man i hear, I hear that <clears throat> there's a page called testosterone nation i think i've sent you some of their stuff yeah yeah but, uh, yep they talk about how like especially if you're not taking steroids or nothing and you're looking to build muscle and whatnot, mm-hmm. uh, consistency is key. Like, yeah. like steroid users, they can hit chest one day and then shoulders the right. next day and then, because they're just going to build muscle. Whereas, yep. whereas uh, us natural guys, you got to hit it more consistently, put more reps in. Yeah, about the volume. The yeah, pump up the volume. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I also know that those guys, well, they, they recommend, or not, not necessarily T nation, but just overall in the yeah. weight training, but, um, they say to stay away from like bodybuilding, uh, exercises because like those guys are trying to hit specific muscle groups and you shouldn't do that, uh, because right. they're trying to isolate a certain area, which is if you're training to actually like use your strength in real life, like at work or with your family or whatever around the house, <clears throat> that's pretty dumb. And another thing is that those guys who use steroids, they, 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 so they get like really strong muscles or they build up their muscles, but their tendons aren't catching up quickly enough with that. So a lot of guys, what they don't say is a lot of guys get those injuries in their tendons because uh, your tendons basically act as an anchor, but right. the strength of the chain, which is your muscle, is far more than the strength of your anchor, which is your tendon. And those things snap. Right. Uh, I, I saw, like, I don't know how many videos. Like, this one dude was a, a big steroid user. And he was all cut and all that. And he was doing these bicep curls. And you just see, like, his bicep roll up his arm because it tore. Oh. Yeah. I've also seen, like, dudes tear a uh, uh, pectoral bench pressing it's not yeah, even heavy I've they're just that. like doing slow stuff yeah. light it's stuff it's almost like uh it's almost like a um bungee cord yeah exactly when you, like when you let go of a bungee cord and it and it snaps back yeah it's like that's what the the muscle does it, it retracts yeah it's crazy yeah it is man i mean I, honestly if you do steroids in a controlled environment like dose it properly it can benefit you but that's really rare for people to do it they usually abuse it and then when you come off it your body's producing more estrogen less testosterone 
and you get those like testosterone nipples. I forgot what that's yeah. called, where they're like super yeah. big and weird looking. But yeah, right. Yeah, man. People are stupid. Yeah, trade long term for short term. Yeah, I I can see doing it to get to like like you would have to get bigger than you want to be. So that way, when you came off of it, you got down to the size, right? Almost like bulk bulking. Yeah, exactly. Right, you would get you would bulk to get bigger than you want to be, and then you yep. cut down yours. You'd almost have to do the same with uh, the steroids. Yeah, yeah. But, but definitely under a doctor's watch. Yep, for sure. <clears throat> you don't want to jack yourself up, especially the people selling fake steroids, and you don't know what you're injecting yourself with. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, that yeah, you get in trouble real fast like that. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're injecting estrogen. And it's oh. not even through sunscreen. <laughs> right. Or like, just, uh, uh, what was that the the uh long the longest yard where they switched the uh, oh yeah security guards. Yeah, I remember that. That was funny. With estrogen pills. Yeah. That was funny. <clears throat> yeah. Well, this, is def- this was definitely a, a different Easter than we're used to, huh? Yeah, for sure. Uh, this is a absolutely opposite of anything I've ever had to experience. <clears throat> Usually, it's with like family over? or going out to um, lunch after church or something. Yeah, yeah. Was, was your mom home? Yeah, she was home. Yeah, we just that's good chilled out yeah she i think she watched the church service uh and then she watched some other ones too i'm not sure what other churches there were but yeah yeah there's there's a lot that's the only cool thing about uh this technology nowadays is like you can literally spend all day watching a bunch of churches um easter services yeah you know what i mean yeah, it's a yeah, you can get like a full full course of everybody, you know, if like yeah. like even the famous ones or if you're a local, yeah. but you know, whatever. Like my mom was yeah. watching somebody I forget the name of their church, but they were in Lancaster and I'd never heard of them before, but somebody on the on a Facebook group for Roseman shared their video. So that's like uh-huh. that's even cool. You could share it in the Facebook groups and expose people who normally wouldn't yeah. watch. And they may even catch a might even catch a, a local church service that they would have never really even thought of. Yeah, that that's what's cool about this whole situation. You know, we may we may not agree with everything that's going on, but God is still using it to grow the kingdom and stuff, yeah, and, and to reach people. You know, uh, like do you see uh, Greg Laurie when uh, was it Good Friday? When he did the Good Friday one that Trump said he was going to watch. Yeah, yeah. And there was like 1,100 people that said they got saved from it. Right. Yep, that was awesome. Like, that's incredible, man. Yeah, that was really cool. I've actually been to his church a few times. It's it's pretty awesome to go there. Oh, I bet, dude. The only thing I've I've been to with him is the Harvest Crusades that he does. Oh, yeah. I've been to one of those a while ago, though. Yeah, yeah. The last one I went to was like probably 15 years ago or more. Okay, yeah. I think this one was like late 90s, early 2000s. I was a little kid. 
Right, right. Yeah, man, those things attract a bunch of people. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, excuse me. <clears throat> no problem. Hey, uh, so do you have uh, anything interesting? I know we've talked a lot about coronavirus, but is there anything uh, interesting? It could be coronavirus related or not, but anything uh, that you've seen going on lately? Um, I know the Thunderbirds in Vegas. Well, sorry. The Thunderbirds are stationed in Las Vegas. That's where they're based out of. Uh-huh. Uh, for the Air Force, it's their demonstration team. They did a flyover of that area as like a tribute to the doctors and first responders. Um, oh, that's pretty cool. So, so it got like word got around pretty quick, and people were outside of their houses, and they were able to see that. Um, so, like the Thunderbirds and the Blue Angels had to cancel their schedule for like the foreseeable future, and they usually plan right. a year in advance. So that was really cool right. to to see that that was uh, being done. <clears throat> Other than that, yeah, I don't really – nothing too Definitely crazy. give it up to our first responders, man. Yeah, for sure. They're in the front lines right now, taking that thing head on. Yep, absolutely. Cool. So, uh, you know, I told you what we were going to talk about today. Yep. Uh, it's kind of something that's that's been on my heart for a little while, uh, something I've kind of seen – as the older we get, the more of an issue it's kind of becoming, you know, you can, you can see it. Um, yeah. So what, what we're going to talk about today is kind of our identity, a man's identity. You know, everyone has their identity, but uh, specifically, you know, because it's a men's podcast, we're going to talk about the man's identity. Um, back in the day, you know, you go back even 50 years life wasn't as as despite everything going on it wasn't as easy as it is today yeah you know like you you uh you had to work and you didn't have time to have weird thoughts you know right it was like it was either grind or my family didn't get fed you know so yeah, it was a lot of a little, a little easy. We got more distractions, and then you know, the the biggest things in a man's life is is finding out who they are. You know. Yeah. Um. So I found this verse. Um. It's First Peter, chapter two, uh, verse four uh, through twelve, and I sent it to you. Uh, this week so we can kind of dissect it a little bit but it's it's like perfect to what we're talking about you know finding our identity you know when you realize that you can't be found in the world because the world is going to tear you and pull you 20 different directions yep you know until you find um so you find comfort and you're not going to find comfort in the world you settle in the world yeah, exactly. And God, in God, you find ultimate comfort, you know. <clears throat> so, um, so I'll just read it real quick, you know. And uh, if you guys listening uh, have the opportunity to, you can open up to it also. I'll, I'll say the verse again. It's First Peter, chapter two, verse four through twelve. 
And it, uh, it goes like this. You are coming to Christ, who is the living cornerstone of God's temple. He was rejected by people, but he was chosen by God for great honor. And you are living stones that God is building into his spiritual temple. What's more, you are his holy priest. Through the uh, mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. As the, spirit, as the scriptures say, I am placing a cornerstone in Jerusalem, chosen for great honor, and anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Yes, you who trust in him, you who trust in him, recognize the honor God has given him. But for those who reject him, the stone that the builders rejected has now become the cornerstone. And he is the stone that makes people stumble and the rock that makes them fall. They stumble because they do not obey God's word. So they meet the fate that was planned for them. But you are not like that. You are, for you are a chosen people. You are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of darkness into his one wonderful light. Once you had no identity as a people, now you are God's people. Once you received no mercy, now you have received God's mercy. Dear friends, I warn you as a temporary residents and foreigners to keep away from worldly desires that wage war against your very souls. Be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors. Then, even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behavior and they will give honor to God when he judges the world. So, that's a, a great verse. Um, oh, yeah. You wanna uh, you wanna say anything about that, Cruz? Uh, man, uh, I'll let you take the lead, and then I'll uh, kind of okay go from there. Cool. So the the first thing that spoke out to me uh, in this was the word mediation, because I I didn't really know what what that meant, so I looked it up, and it means to intervene. So, um. Let me find the verse real quick. Um, it basically says because of, oh, here we go. Through the mediation of Jesus Christ, you offer spiritual sacrifices that please God. So, so with Jesus intervened for us so that we can find who we, tr- or so we can be who we truly were created to be, you know, without him intervening, we would be lost like these, you know, a lot of people in the world that are, that are struggling with themselves and, and, uh, you know, they're, they're not even agreeing with science on some aspects, you know? Yeah. But, uh, but if you don't know who you are, it, it's like, it's like driving and not knowing where you're going. You know, you start, you panic and you make wrong decisions and you go left and you should have went right. But, but when you come to the realization that, that Jesus intervened for us so that we can be one with the father and, and be who we were truly created to be, who, uh, 
you know, it says that uh, God knew us before we were even created. Yes. It had a plan for us before we were even created. And so it's hard to be in one accord with that plan, right, with who we're truly supposed to be uh, without Jesus in our lives. We need him in our lives to, to know who our identity is to be, you know? Yeah, I kind of <clears throat> stole my thunder there because uh, I was going to say that in uh, you know Jeremiah one you know he, he like you said he formed us before we were uh, before we were born, but uh, if you go past uh, verse five, it says that he uh, well in verse five he talks about how he sets us apart as a prophet right. to the nations. He's talking to Jeremiah, but um, he's also speaking to us, um, and then Jeremiah kind of. Uh, counters to the Lord, you know, I'm too young, but, um, age isn't a defining factor experience. You know, uh, the Lord never let qualifications, um, deter, uh, I'm sorry, people shouldn't let their qualifications deter them from following the Lord's plan. The Lord doesn't right. really care about, you know, what the world says as far as, Oh, you know, you don't have an education in this aspect yeah. or, you know, Moses was a not a very good speaker after being year yeah. of, of years in uh, the wilderness. Um, I mean, David was a murderer and an adulterer. Yeah. Um, I mean, I could just keep going and going. You know, one, yeah. Some of Jesus's disciples, you could even look there. They they had their own flaws. Uh, they were still used for his purpose. Um, so it's just you can't let the natural rob you of what god's plan has for you and you, yeah. you're robbing yourself from your identity um and you're limiting what the lord can do in your life by saying oh you know you can't use me lord because i'm not this or that <clears throat> fill in the blank yeah. yeah but i mean yeah that's the, go ahead that's the thing is a lot of a lot of people are like oh um you know god can't use me i've done all of this or done this and uh, and I love using uh, Paul, you know, that used to kill like murders is pretty much in our natural eyes is one of the worst sins that you can do is, is kill somebody. Yeah. Right. Because you're, you're taking away the right to life. And uh, like for him to be doing that to God's people and God still turn around and say, I'm still going to use you. Like that pretty much lays out anything that you're ever going to do or ever did. Like it doesn't matter. Yes. Right. All you have to do is, is give your heart to Jesus and then become available. You yep. know, cause it's all, it's, it, his plan is to use us for things that we wouldn't be able to do on our own. Right. Right. We, we should be able to look at ourselves and be like, dude, on my own, there is no way I'd be able to do that. No way. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because everything he does is for his glory. How can his glory shine if it's something that's in your realm of possibility? Right. Yep. And I think, oh no. Uh, so when we gain salvation, you know, the Lord takes away any feeling or should take away any feeling of inadequacy. You know, he makes us whole, not just spiritually, but in, you yeah. know, maybe mentally, or if you think you have a limitation, you know, you can transcend and move past that to fulfill a task you know the lord's not going to give us a task that 
we can't necessarily accomplish. Uh, obviously, we need his strength to overcome things and to move past things, but we still have to say, you know, I'm ready. Send me, Lord, <clears throat> and yeah. be willing to, to be a willing vessel. Because, yeah. you know, there's times where, you know, the Lord's going to give us a choice, you know, are you going to take the opportunity or are you just going to let it pass you by? And uh, he'll give us opportunity after opportunity. And then after a while, you know, you, you might lose those chances and you'll have uh, a feeling of missing those opportunities to grow and step outside your comfort zone. It's not always easy, uh, but yeah. the boards yeah. are there with us to help us navigate that, you know, the, yeah. Go ahead. So, yeah. So, so two things, two things with that is uh, that's why you always got to be in your word for when you have those times of doubt yeah. and unsureness, you know, and also those times where you're cocky and you're like, oh, I know exactly what God's plan is for this next situation. Like, absolutely. We can know what, you know, God will reveal to us what his uh, plan, ultimate plan is for us. But there's situations where uh, along the way that if your head is too big or you're, uh, you're too shy to take that opportunity, you know, different things that can get in the way that can hinder you from getting to that ultimate uh, calling that yeah. God has for you, you know? Yep. Um, but the second thing is uh, there's this guy, I don't know if you've heard of him, but his name is David Goggins. David Goggins. Sounds familiar. He did a, a, a podcast with um, Joe Rogan mm -hmm. and dude, dude's got a like super foul mouth, you know, but if you get past, if you can get past that, it's a, it's definitely, I mean, you'll want to go run a marathon tomorrow. This dude's so motivational. Okay. Like, like if he cleaned his mouth up and um, gave his heart to God, you know, which he does have some kind of relationship with God. So I hope, you know, along the way it becomes to get strengthened and stuff. And, but, uh, he said something really cool. So, uh, a little story with him is, uh, he was a Navy SEAL. Okay. And an Army wow. Ranger. okay. Wow. Yeah. And then, uh, he did a couple of these other things and he was going to get into, uh, being a hot shot firefighter, you know, where they jump out of planes uh -huh. and stuff. Yeah. Um, he's just always looking for that next adventure. <clears throat> but before he went into the military and all that, he had a cush job at a uh, school. Uh, I don't know if it was janitorial or what, but he was making, you know, pretty good money, had benefits and stuff. And just, and he could have been, uh, he could have done that the rest of his life and been fine, you know, but, uh, he said something that spoke to me that was just like, wow, dude, that's why, like, it's, it, it kind of explains why I've been, I always take opportunities and why I will always take opportunities to learn something or experience something or, you know, he goes, uh, he didn't want to be, he didn't, his thing was <clears throat> when he got to heaven, he didn't want to be up there and God be like, all right, David Goggins, um, uh, Navy SEAL, Army Ranger did this, ran a ran a uh, marathon, uh, marathon, ran the ultra marathon, da, da, da. and then him be like, I've never done any, any that's not me, that's, I've never done any of those things, and then God be like, yeah, but this is who you were supposed to be. Wow.
Yeah, I was like, man, that is crazy. That's such, that's so profound. You know, like I was, for me, I was like, man, that is cool. You know? Yeah, man. I, yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that statement. You know, you, you definitely don't want to miss the boat, you know, always wondering what if or what could have been. <clears throat> yeah. Cause that, that impact, yeah. that impact, you know, maybe somebody didn't get saved because you got cold feet or, I mean, you could maybe miss meeting uh, somebody who could change your life as far as a job or a potential spouse. I mean, I'm just, we can't live in the what ifs, oh, yeah. but you never know. Just yeah, the opportunities that present themselves, you got to take it. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But, when you, when you said that, I was like, man, that was, that's some uh, good wisdom right there. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Uh, back to, you know, as far as identity goes, uh, yeah. a, lot of, a lot of people yeah. seem to in, in the war, uh, you know, not even non-believers, it's just people in general, believers and non-believers alike that they right. seem to chase a, like a career or maybe personal possessions, but those feelings of uh, satisfaction and being gratified are, are so fleeting. Um, the Bible says to store our treasures in heaven. Uh, yeah. You know, we're supposed to store eternal treasures <clears throat> because everything on this earth is fallible. It's finite. That um, it just—it's going to leave you empty if that's all you're putting into your life. Uh, right. You know, we're supposed right. to be ambassadors for Christ and ministering to other people, and leading people to salvation is is an eternal investment. Um, and to me, that's—you know—I've I've struggled with with that aspect as far as like speaking to people. Cause I don't feel like I'm uh, very uh, articulate or, you know uh, you know, I'm not well enough in the, I'm sorry, not versed enough in the uh, ability to try and communicate and level with people. And so I feel hesitant, like, Oh, you know, what if I put them off or what if I say the wrong thing? So to me, that's like a, hey. a area I got to work on. Hey, real oh. quick, man, but you, you actually do a really good job. That's why I enjoy having you on this podcast. Okay. Thanks, man. There's a lot of things that I say that I don't articulate very well, and then you'll take over and say what I was saying, but you have a better way of putting it of what I was, you know, what I was trying to say. Okay. appreciate it. <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, we, uh, you're definitely good at it. You know, we have each other's back on that, so. Yeah, that helps out a lot. And and uh, back to that, you know, I'm always praying and asking God, like, hey, you know, whether it's at work or whatever, uh, in public at the store or the gas, you know, like, I ask yeah. God for opportunities, um, or even to to grow. And I think that's another part of uh, uh, I, your identity. You know, in Christ, you can humble yourself to God and say, you know, I'm not. Uh, mature in this area, Lord, and then asking him for help, you know, and like, let's say you ask for wisdom, he's going to give you opportunities for wisdom. Right. So that, that's, you know, having that, uh, identity as a Christian, you know, you got, you know, the Lord's going to have your back and lead you through the, the storms of life. And, and if you're not saved, you know, you're going to be out there in those storms alone. And a lot of people end up shipwrecked without having Christ, you know, as their navigator who's leading them through, <clears throat> through the life storms that we yep. continually run into. Cause I, I don't know what I would do if I 
wasn't confident in my salvation to be able to say, you know, Hey Lord, I have this problem or whatever, you know, interceding for somebody. And I'd, I'd be a train wreck if I didn't have that to lean on. Well, the thing is too, with us guys, and it, it's, it's, it's in our DNA. We need some kind of challenge or some kind of, uh, adversary you know some some kind of thing that we're um that we're not necessarily chasing after but something that um something to strive for maybe something to strive for yeah just just uh like lifting weights right it's a right. struggle there's yeah. a struggle to it and there's a feeling of of conquering when you get through it right right um us guys we were always we are always stumbling or putting ourselves in those kind of positions because that's uh, how us guys are right women are more they they want to be uh nurturing and make sure things are um a little more smooth sailing you know but we, we like you know guys are a little more uh goal oriented uh, yeah we, maybe. Like we uh, I mean, not that we don't have goals or anything but like we uh we do things on the fly a little more do you get what i'm saying uh, yeah women have more of so, a a plan or a thought whereas guys are kind of just let's see how it goes fly yeah, eat them up, yeah. you know all that stuff yeah so so a lot of times we get ourselves in trouble yeah but when we have jesus to lean and i'm not saying he's get out of jail free card right because god chastises those that he loves yes but it's like having a parent to turn to for advice and, and and that's what we're for that you know that's what uh that's what we were created for is to um go through these things to keep our faith in check so that we're always leaning on god and not on right. ourselves because that's when we start getting it that's when us as guys start getting in trouble you know because because we're if you look at society right we're guys are supposed to have things figured out for their family yes right they're supposed to have everything together not put their family in harm's way, you know, be a protector, a problem solver, uh, a presider, you know, and, uh, and, and sometimes we get blindsided or we get ourselves in trouble and our family's in trouble because we're, we make brash decisions. Yeah. You know, so without, without Jesus to, to pray to, to, to ask for wisdom to get out of this situation, you know, dude, life would be so much more difficult if we didn't have that thousand foot crutch. Yeah. Oh, you know, cause we're all, cause definitely. like I was saying, guys, guys, as guys, we're always trying, we're always getting ourselves in trouble one way or another with, with something, you know? Yeah. Even, I mean, you could start off with good intentions, you know, like I'll use an example for work and providing for your family. Like you yeah. want to give your family that good, comfortable life and make sure everybody has everything and then, and then, then some, but right. I mean, you're working overtime, uh, too much. You, you kind of detract from that, uh, role as a, a father and a husband to a degree because you're neglecting your responsibilities. Yeah. Replace that role monetarily and just throw money at the problem. Uh, so then you just kind of, right that's a spot where you got to lean on the Lord and say, Hey, you know what, Lord, uh, lift that up to him. Uh, so instead of spending so much time working, you spend time with your family and 
Yeah, yeah. You, you ask him to help you with your finances, right? Like, like cutting things out where you need to, yeah. you know, because if you aren't making it month to month without overtime, you know, unless unless you know it's going to be only for a short time, right? But you can't keep saying, "Oh, it's only for a short time." It's only for it's got to be a guaranteed short time. But then, but then you can come to the Lord and say, "Look, I need help with my finances. Like, what? What? You know." Pray with your wife or whoever yeah. before you go over your finances. Say, give us wisdom to cut out things that we don't need. Yes. So that way, I do. I will have more time with my family and my, you know, my kids and whatnot. Yeah, it, you know, the Lord says He'll never leave us or forsake us, and so I, you know, putting your faith in Him that's a that's a huge stretch for some people. You know, a lot of people live paycheck to paycheck and. It's easier yeah. said than done to to do that, you know, to to make uh, sacrifices, uh, you know, make sure you're tithing. That's a that's a big one. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah, man, it's, it's really sad to see people that that lack identity um, in society. You see people that are questioning their you know, their uh, their gender. Um, mentally challenged people that that struggle with, uh, you know, suicide or depression. Yeah, um, and they don't have the uh, that crutch to align. It, well, it, it, you know, it's, it's crazy it's so too. Bad, get blown every which way, and yeah. they end up wrecked. Yeah. yeah, what's crazy too is men are are leading suicides right now. Yeah, you know what I mean, like. <laughs> A lot more men than women are committing suicide right now, and I'm a hundred percent believer that it's a lack of identity. You know, and that, and I'm not saying that's the problem with all of them, but it would help out with a lot of them if they just knew <clears throat> knew who they are. Yeah, you know, if they knew that somebody and, loved uh, them, cared for them. You know, in this uh, in that verse, it says. You know, but you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. You are royal peace, a holy nation, God's very own possession. Just knowing that right there can help you with so much that you're going through in life, yeah. you know? That feeling of loneliness is uh it's a huge killer, man, literally and figuratively. Yeah. To know that the the Lord has your back and getting plugged into a church where you can have people to lean on to and to love on you, even if you didn't have a family. Uh, I yeah. think, I thank God that I have a family and you obviously have one as well that loves you, but there's a yeah. lot of people that don't have that, you know, like they were kicked out yeah. they're teenagers or they're orphans and the Lord, he takes those people and you know, the orphans, the widows, the broken individual, <clears throat> which is every single one of us. Uh, it, yeah. Yeah. It, was, it was a while ago. Somebody was basically like mocking the Christian faith. And they're like, oh, you know, you need Jesus and God and this, that, you know, what, what is that? Like, you need a crutch, you know, like, why do you need him? And it's like, yeah, you know, I, I do need him. I'm, he's, he's not my crutch. He's my wheelchair. Cause I'm crippled without him. You know, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. <dude. laughs> yeah. Yep. So, and so, you know, I don't take that as a slight at all. I, I know I need him, you know, and yeah, it's, yeah, I struggled with identity when I was in the military, I had unknowingly, um, slowly but surely allowed 
the military to be my identity and to not let it be a part of me instead of the whole of me. And so yeah, yeah. Uh, of, like over time it became my God and uh, I didn't even realize it until I was about to get out and then I was out of the military and I was like, Oh man, you know, I kind of felt like, like I was drifting a little bit. Like I was kind of like, man, I don't even know who I really am to a degree. I was yeah, in core for so long and it ate up so much of my time and my energy and my mind. And that's when I had to hand it off to the Lord when I was unemployed for a while and trust him and kind of yeah. rebuild myself with the Lord guiding me. And, uh, that was just a huge, uh, struggle at first. And I definitely grew from that. I don't know if you've ever had to experience, uh, kind of a rehabilitation of your identity or change that. But, uh, yeah, for me personally, that was, that was a huge challenge. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I've had, I've had different phases in my life, you know, but I don't, I, I would say nothing as strong as what you went through. Right. Because because you're in that environment 24 seven for as long as you were in. Yeah. It, right. So, you know, me, I went through a dirt biking phase, which I still love dirt biking and stuff and uh, went through different phases. And. Uh, but I can I, I like with, with what you're saying, there's a lot of military members that feel exactly as the exact same way as you do. But I think it's an issue that a lot of men can have anywhere they work, right? Yeah. Because that's like your second home. So it, it, a lot of times you can let you can let um, that that thing influence you and influence the way you think, you know, influence the way uh, you talk, you walk. Right, right. Because you're spending so much time there and and you don't, you know, it's like that high school thing, you know, I want to fit in, don't want to stand out like a sore thumb, you know? Yeah. So it's easy to, uh, just kind of, kind of move downstream with them. You know, it's harder to fight the current. Right. Yeah. It's hard to be that salmon that's trying to swim upstream. <clears throat> right. Yeah. It's, it's natural to want to, to want to fit in and to, you know, be, uh, accepted not be ostracized but you know it's <clears throat> taking on that identity as a follower of christ you're going to experience yeah. that you know no matter what you do um yeah even the lord even says you know we're going to experience those struggles and hardships uh yeah being a christian doesn't exclude you from difficulty in life it gives you that Right. That shoulder to lean on, you know, that helper, the Holy Spirit, giving us wisdom yeah. along the way, uh, even even in uh, situations that we don't have any experience in, you know, it, it's just going to uh, it's going to be an experience to grow from. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I, I think we've all in some way, shape or form had to deal with that acceptance in our lives uh some people lose their families because they're a believer you know and they got to get a new family yeah yep it, it's it's crazy how far people will go to uh reject god yeah you know and and, and that's the thing right now 
because of social media and because life is so easy, um, people don't want to give up their uh, party life or, or this or that. Yeah. Because they can post it on, uh, you know, social media and get a bunch of likes and da 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 da. Yeah. You know, certain days they'll throw up a verse or whatever to um, to show that they're not all that bad or, you know, this or that. It, it kind of reminds me of, of the rich young ruler that that went up to Jesus. Um, how he was like, hey, Jesus, you know, I want to I want to get in the heaven. How do I get in the heaven? Right. And, and Jesus is like, well, you know, my commandments. You know, and then he, he named off a couple and then uh, the rich young ruler who who um, theologians uh, think that he was around like 15. Okay. He was like, he was like, I've, I've kept all those commandments since my youth. <laughs> you know, yeah. and he's all bad that he's never sinned. Right. But, but then Jesus calls him out and is like, hey, well. Get rid of your possessions and follow me. And then the rich young ruler got sad and, and upset, you know, because and, and that that I think is the state that a lot of people are in right now is is um, they don't want to give up like what they've fought for, because if they give up. That means it was meaningless. Yeah, I think I, and, and I think that's why there's a lot of a lot of people, a lot, you know, everybody has a fight in them that they that they that they they want to give themselves to. Right. Right. And, and that's why. And I, I believe 100 percent. That's why we have uh, so much weirdness in the world right now, because they're they get you get a satis satisfaction, satisfaction of uh, fighting for something. Whether it's weird or not, you know, people, you know, like, uh, like being transgender or um, equal rights or this or that, they they're fighting for something and it's giving them that satisfaction of uh, fighting for something, you know. Oh yeah. Whereas if they do, yeah. if they knew what their identity was and they fought for that, right, and if and fought for souls uh that they they don't even know that that gives you way more satisfaction than than this what because it's not even comfortable you could tell by looking at them that they don't look comfortable in their own skin oh yeah you know yeah you, uh, yeah you like like you said you can tell that they're not they don't love themselves um that they're searching for something that they'll never find in areas that aren't going to give it to them. Uh, yeah, yeah. You can see that the love is devoid in their life that, that, you know, they're buying into the lies of the enemy that they're, that they're this or they're that, you know, um, uh, it, it's really heartbreaking because a lot of those, like, like you said, transgenders, the, a lot of, I don't know the exact, percentage but it's it's absurdly high they commit suicide after right. after a certain amount of years um and it's just because they don't accept who they are uh, you know yeah. if they <clears throat> surrendered to the lord and said uh you know lord i'm i'm not good enough and humbled themselves 
they would feel that love and acceptance from him and that hurt in their heart and that void in their life would be filled, <clears throat> filled, excuse me. Um, it's, it's just the, man, it's just part of the broken world we live in where people are just trying to yeah. chase that. Like, like you said, they're fighting for something, but that, that gratification, um, and they seem to be trying to be in a part of a community of other individuals who are likewise broken and no one else can give them that wholeness that we know as believers in the Lord. Yeah. And and the problem is they're lying to them, telling them that they're being bullied and I'm sure it happens, but I don't think it happens to the point where suicide should be in that and, and that, um, in that demographic, right? Should shouldn't be an option to them. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. Like I understand bullying somebody to the point of that, but for it to be as high as it is, there's no way that that many of them would be getting bullied that much. I've never bullied one. Have you bullied one? No, no. Uh, there's actually the place I work at. There's a few, and they're you know they're nice people. They're courteous and polite, like everyone else, and. I treat them as res- with respect as human beings. Um, yeah. I, th- yeah, that's just, yeah, it's really sad that they, you know, some people, some people do experience that, you know, that from their own families, some people are ostracized yeah. from their families that make that uh, choice in their life. <clears throat> yeah. No, I, I, I get that, man. I get that. Like you were saying, believers get it too when they become, Christians sometimes, you know, or I've even seen, uh, heard some, like from some documentaries of, um, like black people in the hoods and stuff, mm-hmm. they'll, they'll go out and like to get, they'll get jobs and they'll do this or that. And they're, they're dudes around, around that neighborhood that'll come up to them and be like, Hey, what are you getting a job for? You know, you think you're better than us? And they'll start down talking them yeah. to back to their level. Instead of instead of lifting them up, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's uh, like the story of the crabs in a bucket. I don't know if you ever heard it, but um, uh-uh. so if you, there was a study that was done some time ago, they placed a number of crabs in a bucket, and over time, this uh, certain uh, number of crabs would try to climb out of the bucket, and they would almost make it out, but then the rest of the crabs would claw them back in because they want them to be stuck there with them. They don't want any. Wow. other crabs to escape the bucket so you know you have that yeah that uh pool on you when you're trying to escape a certain struggle in your life um you know yeah. whether it's addiction or you're coming from a community that has a rough background and setting or a rough family yeah. you're, you're gonna have that pool on you or even the enemy you know he tries to draw you back in uh, and entice you to forsake your identity as a Christian and have you backslide in that, in that area, you know, it's just got to be vigilant and stand up and stand in, on your word and be in prayer. That's a, that's a perfect analogy for, for all of that. Cause I mean, uh, I've even heard, read some stories and seen some videos of, of people that uh, went from like Democrat to Republican and then the Democrats were 
were like they were buddies last week, and now this week they're calling them Nazis and and uh, cussing them out and yeah. this or that. You know, just because he they switched their political view, right? Yeah. So it's kind of that same thing, you know. They're trying to pull them back in the bucket. Yeah, that that uh, identity politics is a pretty toxic mentality to have. Whereas, if you aren't a part of my tribe, you know, then you're gonna feel the wrath or be disavowed. Yeah, that's why. That's why I don't like. Uh, I don't like judgmental Christians, man. The people that are you shouldn't do that or do this or do that, you know, like, cause Jesus, when, uh, I think it was late last year, um, pastor said a, a sermon about b- going out and being part of the community. And be part of the community when you're judging everybody who's different than you. Yeah. We, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. You, you can't, especially with politics, you can't let worldly divisions and uh, man-made structures interfere with uh, the kingdom business. You got to look past those uh, lines of political leanings. Um, Even more so, you can't really point the finger at somebody because like the Bible says, you know, if we've broken one point of the law, then we're guilty. So we've all sinned. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. We we shouldn't lay judgment on people, but we are supposed to hold each other accountable with uh, the fruit that we produce for right. sure. But uh, when it comes to non-believers, yeah, we, at one point or another, we were all condemned to go to hell before accepted Christ. So we our role isn't to lay condemnation onto people. That's that's God's job to to lay yep. judgment onto whoever chooses to accept or not accept salvation. So that Honestly, is overstepping I would, our bounds. I wouldn't want that job. Yeah. I wouldn't either. You'd have to be perfect. Yep. And obviously none of us are. And I, I ain't perfect at all. You know, so there, there's no way I'd be able to do that job. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, man. Um. You got any verses or anything to, to add? Uh, just the uh, what is it? You just give me a second here. I lost my my place. Good. It was in First uh, Corinthians. Was it Second Corinthians? Just bear with me here. Yeah, this is, like I was saying earlier, I, I this identity thing is has has been on my heart a lot, you know. And I mean, you can even take it further into after you get saved, right? Because you you know who you are as a Christian, but then you got to find out what your identity is as a calling, you know? Right? Yeah. And that in itself is a is a journey, basically. That's a that's a lifelong journey uh, from my perspective i would say because uh some callings may change uh other people right. may you're not called to just one thing right uh you may maybe you do have one calling that you're going to constantly evolve in that area and grow so it, it's not going to be the same thing uh repetitively 
<clears throat> in your life. And, or like you said, you know, we're not called to one thing. You're, you're going to be in different stages of your life. Um, whether it's, you know, you're being a parent or a newlywed or a pastor yeah. or a grandparent or, you know, being a mentor. <clears throat> um, I mean, go ahead. look at uh, Elijah and Elisha. Yeah. Right. Elisha was called to be a plowboy for a while. Right. Yeah. And then Elijah came and took him under his wing, you know, and it changed just like that overnight. Right. Yeah. That was so, so, talk about a life changing event. Yeah. <clears throat> and then David, his life got changed. You know what the cool story about him is uh, how after he got anointed as king, he never let that change his um, his attitude. Yeah, you know, he could have had a a king attitude because his dad sent him right back out to to tend the sheep, and he could have been like, "No, why don't you make my brothers do it? I'm I'm supposed to be a king." You know, he could have got all cocky. Yeah, yeah, he could have had that arrogance. But, but instead, he humble. He stayed humble and just did what he was called called to do in that season, you know, God revealed to him what he was, he was going to be doing, but he was still called to be a shepherd in that season. Right. Yeah. He learned how to be a, a follower, which followers make good leaders. Right. But yeah, the scripture that I was uh, looking for is that second Corinthians. Uh, I'll start at verse 16. It says, so we have stopped evaluating others from a human point of view. At one time, we thought of Christ merely from a human point of view, how differently we know him now. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life has gone and a new life has begun. And it concludes that <clears throat> I'll stop there at verse uh, 17. You know, so basically we can't see only humans from a natural point of view like we're all blemished you know like oh so and so sinned this t amount of times yeah. or i'm better than them because i didn't do this or that you know when when we all become saved we're washed from or washed as white as snow you know we used to be as red as crimson right. we're all cleansed from any past transgressions and the gift of salvation is for everybody and before maybe people had a different view of Christ before their salvation. And as you accept Christ, you increase in closeness to him and your personal relationship grows with him. And throughout your life, you gain a deeper understanding. You know, the, the closer we draw to him, the closer he draws to us. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, we're supposed to, uh, die to our flesh it says the old life is gone and new life has begun so whatever you have in your life you know uh, whatever you think you have that's uncleansable you know the lord washes that away we are yeah. no longer unclean we are we are now good enough you know the lord bought us with the price that that you know, right. no one can take away from us yeah uh <clears throat> Yeah, uh, there's a preacher named Damon Thompson, and he put he put Jesus perfectly because you you can't dispute that Jesus um, was alive or not. Yeah, because there's multiple documentations and multiple religions that talk about Jesus. Right. There's 
there's uh, you know art uh, theologians and people that have that studied the artifacts and all that you know they do study the past or whatever I forget what their technical term is but they've proven that Jesus existed so you can only determine two things that Jesus was either a raving lunatic or he was God. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't dispute his existence. You can only dispute those two things. He was either a raving lunatic or he was God. And it's obvious that he was God right. because of the miracles and the things that he did and and him dying from on the cross and then him raising again, you know? Yeah, people... So, I this is my personal view. Um, people, I think, deny the truth uh, because it, they know that if they agree that Christ was a true, was the true Messiah, that he was a real human being, then that means that they're wrong and that they live in sin and that they have to acknowledge that what they're doing is yeah. a death sentence. And to them that, they have that arrogant attitude like, oh, no, I'm not wrong. You know, I don't have to abide by rules or regulation. The, the way they see it is that Christianity is a, like a bondage or chains that, that are being right. slapped on them when, in fact, it's the opposite. You know, they're being freed from being forced to sin and, and, and abide by uh, that death sentence that we all had, that they have to continue to live in sin when, in fact, they they don't, they know they're blinded to that. Um, so I think that's just the rebellious nature um, of them not wanting to humble themselves under God's authority. <clears throat> yeah. And the, the thing is, if you, that he gives us guidelines, because if you, if you go outside of those guidelines, not only is there an eternal, um, what is that called? Discipline for it. Right. Right. But you can get yourself into trouble in this world. Yes. By going out, you know, if you were, if you were, if you took God out of the equation, right? God and Jesus, but you had the, the guidelines that the Bible has. If you go outside of those guidelines and start messing around out, outside of those guidelines, you could get yourself into some real trouble. Yeah. Yep. You know? Yeah, we, so we see all that. He's doing is saying if you if you want to live a prosperous life, a good life, a life you can be proud of, stay away from these things because these things are going to hinder you. Yeah, those destructive you know? tendencies. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just uh, you know, like we'll take for instance, sex. Sex was created for marriage between one man and one woman, but people have right. taken that and twisted that. You know, whether it's homosexuality or fornicating and it, they get burned, you know, physically, you know, you have STDs, emotionally. Um, yeah, emotionally, you have unwanted pregnancies and, you know, God created that, right. this beautiful union between a man and a woman, but uh, right. obviously the, the devil has perverted it and people have fallen into that trap of sin in that aspect. And, you know, they, they don't even realize it. <clears throat> yep. Yep, exactly. Um, that's why that's why he has those guidelines, you know, because you can just keep burying yourself in a hole. Oh yeah, yeah, you keep you digging know, deeper you know? and deeper. 
Yeah, because it, it, especially like if you keep denying and keep denying, it just it makes things worse. Yeah, it. Yeah, I my heart goes out to people who deny Christ's existence because you know even in the Bible there's scriptures that say that people know that God exists just by the very fact of His creation, and there's no denying right. that. So, right. Yeah, that's why I always, uh, like you were saying, people just deny it just so they don't have to change their lifestyle. Yeah. Nobody likes change. Right. Yeah. Nobody wants to make that sacrifice either, you know, and on they, top of humbling they've themselves. Been living this, yeah. And they've been living this whole life they thought was right the whole time, right. you know, and then to find out that it's not the right way, it's, it's crushing, especially if it's something that you've, fought for you know and 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 strived and and when it's something that you've put uh blood sweat and tears in you have more of a connection to it but that's why we have to go through things that break us down right to to the point where we we have to turn to god you know there's no way out of this except for uh, except for god helping me except for me turning to god yeah, getting us out of those jams and, you know, constantly leaning on him in struggles. Um, it's very worrisome, you know, to, to hear people say that they don't need God. I'm not saying I've heard rich people say that, but obviously, like, for instance, the young man, he didn't want to sacrifice all of his wealth. And so right. I think that, that... That was his identity. Yeah, exactly. His identity is what he had possessed. Right. You know, so it's like if you have a, if you're a CEO of a company or, you know, whatever your identity is tied into, uh, the Lord may ask you to give up that uh, thing, whatever it may be, and to embrace him, you know, just like uh, during the Old Testament, the uh, people making burnt offerings would give up their best, you know, and God in the end, everything's God's. And so he may ask us to give something up, uh, but we will get, we will reap the blessing of that, you know, just like tithing, you know, he'll bless us. I remember when um, this kind of a different topic, but similar in the end result, you know, when Job was tormented by Satan, he lost everything, but then he gained that back and much more. Um, Right. But obviously, it was a bit different circumstances with uh, not denying Christ. But I'm just saying that we will be, we will reap the rewards of sacrificing for the kingdom of God, whether it's you know this lifetime or uh, after we leave our physical bodies. I can't remember which preacher it was, but he gave an analogy of of like eternal life. He used uh, like a two inch or or like three inch nail. And then he tied a piece of yarn to it. That was like probably like 30 feet or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he goes, we're so worried about these two inches that we let it affect the rest of this 20 feet. Yeah. Yep. You know, life is so short. It, is. it feels long because we're living it moment to moment, but it's so short compared to what's after. Yeah. You know, and people are, are, 
living the way they want in this moment because of the feel, you know, because of feelings and stuff yeah, like that. that. Instant gratification. Yeah. And, and they, but they're not thinking about the repercussions of it. Right. Later, you know, they're just ignoring it. Yeah. The, a lot of today's actions in society, uh, are summed up in, you know, live in the moment, feel what do what feels good or whatever feels right. And that's so arbitrary yeah. Dude, to everyone. People are like, people are like, live your truth. And say, yeah, but your, your truth changes all the time. Yeah. Your truth can change tomorrow. So how, like, how are you supposed to strive for that when it's something that can change? Right. Whereas God's truth is the same yesterday, today and forever. Yep. It's always going to be the same yeah. and it's more fulfilling. It's more rewarding. It's more comforting. It's, it's way better than my truth. My truth sucks. Yeah. I don't want my truth. You know, I want the truth that God has for me. Right. And yeah, God's plan for our lives is far greater than anything we could think of or imagine. Yeah, because if I was in charge, man, I'm I, I'd screw things up big time. Right, I'm, I'm right there with you. <clears throat> All right, man. Uh, I think we've we've pretty much covered about every, you know everything. I'm sure we could bring this topic up again sometime later on. Yeah, we can definitely come back to this. But uh, <clears throat> excuse me, that was good, man. I'm glad. Uh, you definitely spit some wisdom. Yeah. I, man, I had my, uh, I had scriptures marked in my Bible, but I lost my page. I don't know what the heck. I'll have to get Amen. some sticky notes or something. I just, I copy and paste onto an Evernote. Oh, you know what? I should do that. Yeah, that's a better idea. That's what, uh, that's what Pastor Tim taught me to do. Yeah. I used to transcribe his notes onto Evernote for service a while back for a while. So, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, there you go. I remember those days. It was, yeah. it was funny, though, because sometimes he would be like, okay, here's this, this, and that, like, well, for the rundown meeting on Wednesdays. And so we would take, we would, me and Adam, the guy uh, who works in the uh, media booth, we would uh, right. fill it out. And then sometimes he'd be like, you know what? Uh, I'm, I have my own notes. Uh, I'm just going to, you know, I got a word from the Lord that morning, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, man, all that work for nothing. You know, it's just funny going right. through that. But sometimes that's how it be. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> sometimes sometimes those are the best sermons, man. Oh, yeah. The one he did when, uh, when that one preacher took his life. Uh, oh, he yeah. He wrote his notes that morning right. to, to preach on. Yeah. Man. Crazy thing, it was, it was yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was really good. Crazy thing, um, my cousin and her husband actually went to that church, and so their pastor, really? yeah, so they were. Everybody was devastated. They just barely got their senior pastor. I want to say like late last year. Yeah, it was rough for wow. them. Yeah, because they would, they would interview candidates, um, and they didn't find the right one. And then there was a few where they were, you know, ready to roll and walk in. And then last minute they pulled the plug on that for whatever reason. I don't know why, but it yeah, was just yeah. really tough as a church for them to go through that. <clears throat> but yeah, the church, it's huge. They have like four main services on Sundays. Well, Gre doesn't Greg Laurie 
he's kind of like he kind of looks over that church, doesn't he? I that, don't know because that pastor was doing. All right, yeah, I'm not sure if uh, it was like a branch out from that church, from Greg Laurie's church, or not. I do remember that Greg Laurie kind of was mentoring him. Uh, right. So I'm not. <clears throat> I'm not sure. That sucks, man. Uh, yeah. that's, a, that's another subject that we can uh, get on later is is depression and anxiety and stuff like that. Right. I know there's a lot of men that that I have a, a cousin that's uh, goes through stuff like that, and I mean I've even felt it from time to time. Oh yeah, I have too. Yeah, I you think know, most people do. Yeah, yeah. Hard to hard to get <laughs> uh, through this life without feeling that way. Yeah, man. It's yeah, real. Just gotta, it, sure. Oh, it's yeah. It's very real. It's it's weird. It's like a a phantom almost. Like just you kind of feel it creeping in, but it's not really yeah. something that's like tangible. Like oh yeah, if I do this, I'll feel better. You know, that doesn't like. There's been days where I'll wake up and I'll just feel like super depressed. Yeah. I mean, not recently, but in the past, and it's just like for no reason. It's just weird. Yeah. Growing <clears> up. <throat> You know, I never really felt it until I started becoming an adult. But uh-huh. growing up, I was thinking like, man, it's just in people's heads. They just like yeah. let it get to them, and which does happen from time to time. But it is a very real, very real thing, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely a, a tough challenge because it, it comes and goes. And it's just like, oh, yeah, you know, maybe I kicked it forever, you know? Right. It just comes back, and you're like, "Oh man!" <laughs> that's why. That's why we need a community of of yeah. dudes to turn to and talk to and help each other out. Oh, absolutely! Life's, <laughs> life's too hard to go through alone. Yeah, it is. It is. Oh, believe me, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you uh, you go back to work this week? No. Uh, the baby yeah. leaves. What's the? I think I go back in May, which is pretty. Oh, sweet. nice! I go okay, back cool. May eighteenth. Okay. So we're do we're doing a. So after this week, I won't be at work until I think May as well, because uh, so we split our shifts, so it's like uh, so obviously we have day shift and swing shift, right? But um, we're everybody's working on day shift, but we're doing a rotation of two weeks. So swing shift has worked their two weeks after this week, and then we'll be off for two weeks. And so I'll be off for a while again. So that'll be nice. Cool. Yeah. So yeah, more time to catch up on some stuff. Cause this, I hate this day schedule, dude. I, I do not like waking up in the morning. <laughs> oh, I bet man. Yeah. I haven't even been able to adjust uh, last month. No, last Sunday night. I couldn't fall asleep until three thirty, and I had to be up at like five something. So that was rough. But then every night uh, thereafter, I haven't been able to fall asleep until about midnight, which isn't too bad, I guess. But it's still it's still rough in the morning. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I I was supposed to start getting back to my sleep schedule, so that way when I went back, it, it would be an easy transition. But I've been, we've been staying up till like almost midnight and waking up yeah. at eight nine o'clock. Oh man, I mean that's kind of nice in a way to kind of just take a break from the repetitive routine. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Hopefully this week I can start getting back on that sleep schedule. Yeah. 
same. Hopefully I can shift my schedule because it's way easier for me to get on a night schedule because I can just stay up late because naturally I'm predisposed to that. Right. Um, but like with the day schedule, it takes me like at least two weeks to get back into the, to that type of sleep schedule. Right. <sighs> All right, man. I'm going to sign off. Sounds good, bro. Uh, All right, dude. Take it easy. Good talk. We'll talk to you later. Yeah, man. All right. Take it easy. Later. All right. Later.